welcome to Lisa Beats Your Meat, episode water. Happy Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to start by doing some some shots like we normally do. This is not normal. Jack, what is this? Woodford Reserve. Kentucky Fancy. Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Fancy stuff. Right, here we go. Well, just be happy if you're sad. If you want, you can be glad. <laughs> That's good stuff. I don't think that's supposed to, that's definitely not supposed to be a shot. Oh, no, see, I feel like that was easier to do than the jack. No, we're sticking with the jack. We just ran out. I'll get some more tomorrow. Let's get some more of this. This is for sipping. Okay. I think uh, all whiskey's for sipping. Yeah, maybe we could just sip whiskey during our podcast. I think that sounds like a novel idea. Wow. Too bad. We started a tradition and... Sticking with it? Must follow through, but we can do a shot and sip it. All right, so speaking of the opposite of alcohol... Uh, we're going to talk about water today, water consumption, and how animal agriculture uses a lot and lot of water. Shocking right? amount Shocking of water. Shocking amount of water. <clears throat> so the water is, uh, you know, we did climate change. We talked a little bit about shit, animal excrement, and another big part of the environmental picture is water and water waste. Yeah. And then we're going to finish up our episode with some food tips because I feel like we've been throwing a lot of information at you on why to be vegan, but maybe not so much how to be a vegan. Yeah, one thing that we should keep in mind today too is that with the water stuff and mostly environmental stuff, um, just being vegan, you know, once a week does make a difference in this sense. Yes. Um, the health stuff, I don't know if, if I necessarily um, agree with that, but if you, if you want to... And, and lower, the ethical stuff. Yeah, every bit of meat that you turn down and switch to a vegetable or a plant-based substance, um, you're doing something for the environment. So um, you don't have to be 100% vegan to make a big impact in the environment. So right. talking about water. Water. Um, it, What's it is weird. the deal? What's the deal? What's the question that usually comes up about water. What did you ask your oh. fourth grade teacher you told me recently? I was confused because if science told me that, and science has lied to me before, so, you know, I don't know. Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pluto. Anyways. Let down. That uh, if water, water cannot go away, that the water that's been on this earth for millions of years is the same amount of water that's been. So I was always very confused when they say that animal agriculture, we're, we're whatever, we're wasting water, how are we wasting water if the same amount of water is here? Yeah, after you use water, it doesn't just disappear. No, like your sink isn't a tunnel to, to you know, a, a black to space hole. or something. Yeah, so I was very confused, still kind of am. If water doesn't go away, what is the big issue with having a bunch of water? Well, or with using a bunch of water? It's like anything. It's, it's moderation. Um, renewal, it's a renewable resource. Um, it rains. Mm -hmm. We have water. Um, it's a renewable resource like, like coal. <laughs> yes. No. Well, like, wouldn't uh, that technically be, cause we make new coal, it just takes millions of years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So coal is a renewable resource. Okay. <laughs> Obviously wood would be a good example of a uh, very slow renewable resource, a little faster than coal I would gather. Yeah, it takes um, like millions of years. The uh, We're all diamonds. The replenishment of the water table, though, does take time. Okay. So like anything, the faster we speed What's that What's a water up, table? Um, well, the water that we pull out of the ground. So a lot okay. of people get their water in rural areas from wells. Mm -hmm. You just tap down into the water table and you 
pull water up. And, and the pressure brings it up. And there's I plenty of water down there. Uh, but if you use it too quickly, obviously it's going to be um, diminishing. And it is. So NASA satellite photos have shown that, what are they called? Aquifers? Aquifers. Aquifers, which is... I'm just basing that off of Aquafina. They're kind of like, imagine a giant storage tank underneath the ground in certain of parts of the earth. The way we you know would pull oil up or... Um, other resources like natural gas, water, you know, gets extracted off the water table. But if you pull too much out too fast, it doesn't have time to replenish itself. And that seems to be the concern. Okay. Um, so it's not raining down fast enough. Exactly. And, you know, if, if you do want to tie this into climate change or other uh, meteoro- meteorologi- meteorological. Meteorological. <laughs> yeah. Meteor. Oh, man. Logical. No, I don't know. Issues, then, uh, as weather changes, we might have less water. Okay. And the other thing, too, is salt water. Salt Um, water. Salt water makes up, I mean, most of the earth is water, but 98% of that is salt water. Uh, You can turn salt water into drinkable water. So By reverse osmosis? I don't, yeah. No. (laughs) No. I don't think, uh, I personally don't think we're going to run out of water. Um, But I also don't think we're going to run out of trees. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't cut down all the rainforests. Conserve it. Yeah, it's there's there's a limit to this stuff um, and a speed that it has to be um, used. I mean, I, I feel like we do have a place on this earth where we have the right to use the land and the animals and the water and the trees. Right. Um, but at a I know. reasonable pace. I read pace. the Bible too. Yeah, it's it's all it's a commandment, right? So what you're saying, if let me get this straight, is that animals. Or we're going to be going into detail of how much water these animal agriculture is using and the fact that water is the same amount here on Earth as it was millions of years ago is correct, but kind of not correct in that it's not usable water anymore. Uh, when animal yeah. agriculture uses water in whatever sense they do, um, then that water is not replenished back into drinking water. And if it is, the same thing with the salt water. Um, this is going to tie into a different environmental issue. You know, we're talking about the use of energy, whether it's cold or solar or wind or nuclear. It does use a lot of energy to treat water. Um, mm. So to actually turn salt water into drinking water is like 30 times more expensive than just the treatment of regular water. So we, we talk about money. There's people on the earth that um, are dying from water. From water. Water what's, what's wars. The They're drowning. They're drowning? <laughs> They're what? Just kidding. I don't get it. When you don't have enough water. What is that called? I don't know. So there's... Who actually dies of thirst? Uh, I'd be quicker than dying of uh, hunger, right? Yeah. Lack of clean water. I mean, a lot of times it's... Oh, they're dying of, like, malaria. Those well, are waterborne diseases. Yeah. Anyways. But anyways, yeah, the, it's, it's, a, it's a conservation issue, not just the actual water, but the resources that we need to clean and treat the water. So since, I mean, I think we were little, um, I'm 36 years old, and I remember this when I was a little kid, we've been told we have to be careful with the water that we use and saving it. I remember being in, like, second grade and seeing on the news that, People weren't allowed to use their sprinklers. Yeah. Um, and we haven't seen that where we live now, but um, there are parts of the country where it becomes a legal issue even to use water in excess, washing your car, um, using irrigation systems and sprinkler systems and stuff like that. Um, so Gotta what are some ways that water. How do we're we supposed conserve? to conserve our water? Uh, I know. Uh, you're supposed to turn the water off when you're brushing your teeth. 
That's the biggest one. Yeah. The one you hear the most. Yeah. How much? I bet. I bet that doesn't really make a big impact though. It's no. a little amount of water. Well, everything helps. Um, take short showers. Don't bathe. Um, what else? Yeah, I don't know. Washing dishes or In dishwasher, the dishwasher instead, instead of the dishwasher. Of by hand. Um, I googled how to save water, and you know, the the first page of Google, which is you know about ten results, every single thing I clicked on were pages had 25 up to 100 ways to save water and there's some normal ones we've heard uh leaks i guess i guess a million gallons of water gets wasted every year in the u.s um, leaky faucet leaky faucets um showers low flow we've been hearing about that low Um, flow yeah most hotels you use low flow oh like the two button thing no like the actual shower puts out less water that's more bullshit. A, uh, it's more of a compressed stream. I don't uses like that. much less water. Um, the showers and the toilets are what use the most water in your house. Um, so we have the two-button thing. Some toilets have a button just for... For the yellow. For the, the other yellow. one for the brown. And then uh, if it's yellow, let it mellow thing, um, which is terrible. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. Yeah. Let's see. Take shorter showers. Insulate your water pipes. Um, don't let the water run while you clean vegetables. I don't clean vegetables. You don't wash vegetables? That's disgusting. No, I do. Pesticides. I wash them, but but not like, I don't use like spray or anything. Yeah, it's weird. A couple other things. (laughs) The shower bucket's funny. So one of the suggestions on a site says, instead of letting water pour down the drain, stick a bucket under the faucet while you wait for your shower water to heat up. Well, that's, we don't do that because we take cold showers. Oh yeah, it's not a problem for me. Nope. Cold showers. Ice cold showers. Give it a try sometime. We can talk about that later. But Jimmy does ice, no, cold training. Jimmy used to, like, in the wintertime, I'd wake up, and he'd be outside doing, like, jumping jacks in the middle of the winter. Like a psychopath. Just my shorts. Yes. Oh, one time, it was literally, like, December 30th, and you went on a family walk, and you just wore shorts. It's and we had And we had, like, the stroller out. And we had James and we had our dog. Like, I'm pretty sure our neighbors were like, what the hell? It's good for you. We yeah. can talk about that later on. That was uh, That's not veganism, but it is something good for you. Yeah. Cold showers just feel good sometimes. Well, the one thing I've taken from it, it doesn't really help me beyond, I think, the reason I don't stop is because of the skin stuff. Yeah, it's good for it your skin. cleared up any skin issues that I had. If you have any acne, take a cold shower. It'll clear it right up. But it makes sense. It closes up your pores. Exactly. Or just take a hot shower and then end it with an ice cold shower. And a little ice. Dance. Well, anyways, Sorry. don't take showers. That wastes so much water. Um, no, well, I guess what we're going to get at here is ways to save water. Um, but some of the other ones were weird, um, you know, Car wash instead. That's not weird, but car wash instead <laughs> of your hose saves you money. Um, you know, don't water your lawn. Uh, install a rain barrel, catch your water. That's um, so cool. I, we were at our friend's house a week ago, and I noticed that he was using his dehumidifier um, water to water his plants. They collect a ton of water, and we should do you know, that. We should. Ours. I water plants every day. Well, ours and our dehumidifier gets yeah, it's super full. It's pretty damp down there. Yeah, um, water outdoor plants early in the morning because it's cooler. Anyways, there's tons of ways to save water, but in reality, the average American is only using about a hundred gallons of water from their home a day. A day going hundred gallons. I drink like five gallons. Yeah, going down your drain that has to go to the treatment plant. Only about a hundred a day. So you start doing these things, maybe. 
you used to use 200 to get it down to 100. Maybe you use 100, now you're getting it down to 75 or right. 50. But it's um, not a huge difference. Side note, can you open my non-water beer? Yes. Sorry, my nails are done. There's water in that too. Um, so what are we getting at? Obviously, animal agriculture uses a tremendous amount of water compared to anything um, you're doing in your daily life. So if you really want to save water, um, it's going to start by reducing or eliminating your consumption of meat, dairy, eggs, all that fun stuff. How much water is animal agriculture using, Jimmy? Well, numbers-wise, which it's hard to wrap your brain around, um, anywhere from 34 to 76 trillion gallons a year um, is being yeah, spent. But how do you wrap, wrap your around brain that. around that? I don't know. Um, one, some people are upset with fracking. Um, one, obviously, because it's, yes. it's digging deep down into... Um, the earth, but it's it's a water system. But fracking, on average, uses 70 to 100 billion gallons a year. Okay. Animal agriculture uses 30 to 70 trillion gallons a year. So staggering uh, numbers compared to okay. um, fracking. Uh, but how many gallons does it take to wash your car? Okay. That's so the real question. So you're not washing your car. Um, you're taking short showers. You're, you're pissing in it, your toilet five times before you flush you're it. You're letting it mellow. Yeah, it's don't yellow. do that. Um, you're washing your vegetables quickly, saving a little bit of gal- a little bit of water. Or not washing them at all. Then you pull out a pack of ground beef. Yes. Um, so bam, yeah. you just used five hundred gallons. More. More than that. Yeah. How much? Two thousand five hundred gallons of water needed to produce one. One pound of beef. One pound, and but so one. I burger, don't mean one pound. What's a normal meat consumption burger? Quarter pound. Quarter pound. So, quarter pounder. Yeah, six six hundred plus gallons of water to eat your McDonald's cheeseburger or your, you know, your grilled patty. Um, That's Six hundred gallons of water. That's about two months of showers. That's yeah. So if you want to save water, um, and you just don't shower for two months. It's the same as not eating a hamburger. A hamburger. Yeah, not to cheeseburger, just a hamburger. What's the cheese at? Because cheese uses 900 gallons of water for a pound of cheese. Okay, but no one's eating a pound of cheese. What's a slice? Unless you get that that new Domino's pizza that has a whole pound on it. I don't know what's in a slice of cheese, but when you buy a pack of cheese, it's probably what? A pound? I don't even know. I don't know either. But uh, well, yeah, you buy like the bricks of cheese. Is that a pound? That was about a pound of cheese. All right. I don't know. Regardless, it's obviously a lot more than the 100 average gallons a day that an, that an American is using in their home. Right. So it's it's insane. Now, are we going to run out of water like we started talking about? Maybe, maybe not. Um, but the UN has deemed the world to be in a water crisis. We are in a water crisis? The world? According to the UN. Jesus. But, I mean, it's the UN. I don't know what you I don't think trust about them. the UN. I have some issues with the United Nations and their recommendations, but anyways, we're in a water crisis according to them. Okay. Um, so obviously, and what does the UN say to where do, do to you fix? Start? Um, they, I mean, they do mention animal agriculture they do. more than anyone else. That's good and progressive. You know, there's that old adage or analogy of the the sinking boat. Yeah. And you have a ton of tiny holes in it, and then you have a basketball size hole in the front of it. Um, you should probably go plug that basketball-sized hole before you start plugging the, the tiny holes. I'm going to row to shore. Or swim. But the basketball hole is animal agriculture, and it's obviously 
a tremendous number compared to anything else you're using water for. But are cows drinking 2,500 gallons of water? I, I don't think so. But where's that water going? I don't know. When I use these numbers. Oh, I know. Um, to the crops to feed them, right? Yeah. So it's not just what they're drinking and eating. Right. Um, even more than that, it's, it's what is being used to feed them, which is corn for the most part. Um, or grass-fed, however, cattle or chicken, whatever you're eating, whatever that's eating, um, that needs to be grown with water. So most water does go towards to crops, crops and growing but stuff. But that crops, those crops are then just in turn given to the animal. Yeah, and that's where it gets to be a humanitarian issue. Um, the rainforests are being depleted because of animal agriculture. I saw um, Fern Gully. There's, yeah, and in a scenario like that where people are dying of starvation or they're dying of thirst, those people are living near areas that is growing tremendous amount of crops with tremendous amount of, of water to feed. Just for animals. Animals to feed wealthier people. That's pretty messed up. It's, it's, it's wild. Um, and it's going to give eventually, and it's starting to give. There's more and more... Um, people recognizing this. Uh, but it's just a little weird that when I Google um, how to save water, every single site does not mention animal agriculture. Um, but then I did get to one site. I Googled, uh, what if we ran out of water? Yeah. And How Stuff Works, which is like a pretty well-known science I webpage. I listen to their podcast. Yeah, they're really, it's, it's really good information. But it talks about um, a lot of things. But at the end, at the, end of the article... It mentions really the first thing that you could do is reduce your dependency on animals and animals um, in your diet. So um, some people are getting on board with that. Um, eggs, uh, about a pound of eggs is 477 gallons. Um, gallon of milk is about a thousand gallons. A so, thousand gallons yes. for one gallon. Exactly. So what is the the dairy cow drinking? What is the the chicken? Um, and they're not necessarily drinking this, right? They're like eating their water, like yeah. in like high water content foods, right? That yeah, and they're I mean cows drink a ton of water a day. They do like hundreds and thousands of gallons. They're just they're just slapping Slopping it, up. it up. Yeah, like never seen a cow drink water. I haven't seen a cow do much of anything. I have. You like cows? Cows are my favorite. They're my favorite animal. They, Sorry, Sam. They can be dangerous, though, right? Have you ever had a cow? How's, like, how is a cow dangerous? <laughs> they're like the size of a bus. Just they're don't. Like, do they kick like a horse? Are you would? running into a bus yourself? Just leave the bus be. Well, no, they don't kick. I saw you run into a, cow? a random horse field one day. <gasps> scared I the did. shit out of me. I, I like went sprinting. You turned around. I was like a kid. Like You turned around for two seconds, and I was like, bye. And you were over a fence chasing horses. Well. No, not cool. That's dangerous. That's not dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Me and animals have like a bond. They know. Oh, well, I hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. Um, but, okay, so have we convinced you that we're using a lot of water? Yes. Well, you've convinced me, but that's not why I'm a vegan. No, it's just one thing to think about. Uh I've just constantly my whole life heard about this water crisis. And I think for me, it, it's it's more of a, um, I guess, energy crisis. Because like I said, the, the technology is there. We can turn salt water into regular it's water. It's super expensive. Yeah. And then it becomes a humanitarian issue too. Um, 
water could become a luxury at some point. Yeah. If we run out of it. And then so also doomsday preppers. Exactly. Then it becomes this could become a war or a status thing. Uh, it already is. There's places on, in the world like, that don't have water. My dad has a well down on his land that he like made himself. He's pulling water out of the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That's not gonna go away, right? Uh, like, I guess where he's located, probably not. Okay. He's that's very off the grid. But yeah, most of the country is living like where we do. We live right outside of a city, and I just imagine one day waking up. Turning on the faucet and nothing Nothing's comes there. out. Like what I, do we do? I'd I'd see. What just, would you do? Just talking about this, I think before that happens, got to prep. I'll tell you what I want to do. Yeah, I've been you got to prep for the doomsday. That show is awesome. You ever watch that show? No. Doomsday preppers. I'm not a middle aged man. Oh, it's so good. They would like, they'd like follow this guy around and he'd show them all their crazy stuff, but he wouldn't show them where he was. They have to like blind, you know, people can't know where this secret tank is he hit underground or things like that but then at the end they would score them how prepared are you and how oh, long yeah? you live and you'd get a score so yeah i mean i'm not a prepper but i do like the fact that we have a four by four um i would i do like the fact that we're in middle america yeah i get a little freaked out when i'm on cities? like yeah when we were in cape cod or like new, new york, york city yeah new york like long island or dc or baltimore yeah i just keep thinking in the back of my head um, or even when what we go if to the shit outer went banks. down? Yeah, if, if I mean today in the news, there's all this crazy stuff about North Korea. What Where if are we gonna go? Things went down. The tax or the water supply was poisoned. The or wait, that's a thing. Some water kind supply of poisoned. Epidemic broke out. Yeah, uh, I, I never guess, thought about that. I guess like the water that feeds New York City. Um, someone did a, an article on this. They just hopped over a fence and just had. Direct access to the water to supply. The water that well, it's, it feeds down from right. you know upstate New York's rivers and stuff. But it's scary to think that if That's... you poison the water successfully, Stop talking. terrorists are probably listening. Oh yeah, for our terrorist folks out there, <laughs> for, all please, our, for all our ISIS followers, please, please, please don't do that to our water supply. Well, now that like the NSA is going to get like a trip that you we're said. We're shut down tomorrow. ISIS. Yep, we're done. Well, we'll get well, listens. Fun. We'll get listens. Yeah, all right. Cool. <laughs> Speaking ISIS. of listens, if you're in the NSA or the government or ISIS, um, or you're just an American trying to beat some meat, please subscribe to our podcast. Please. We want to climb the ranks in iTunes, and we have a lot of listeners in comparison to other vegan podcasts, but we don't f- show up. Is high because yeah, we don't have like a lot of subscribers. Um, um, but let's so go back yeah, to doomsday. So back to doomsday. What would you yeah. do? If there was no water, I mean, I would hopefully have some kind of purifier, which I don't. Okay. So we're gonna get one tomorrow. Okay. Uh, I think that's the first step, and we're already in middle America, then, so we'd be away from coastal cities. But maybe just go get water somewhere. A lot yeah. of people store it in bins and they catch it in the air. Yeah. Um, but I'd probably go to the close the store and get as much as I could, I it's guess. where you're wrong. But everyone would do that. Yep. It's where you're wrong. Yeah. I, I'd win. I'd be the the leader of this family. I would go down to southern Ohio. I would stay on a cabin. Not saying that's where my dad's cabin is, but possibly <laughs> around there. Um, guarantee he has a water, for, water purifier. He's got a well. He's got... Shelter. I would live off the land. Yeah, you'd be. I'd be. I. I think that if shit went down, 
I would actually like rise to the occasion. I think that'd be far enough off the grid, I guess. It's definitely off the for, grid. For me, it doesn't seem that far off the grid because it's within an hour away. of where I live. But I guess in re- reality, it's the center of the United States. Yeah. Off in the middle of the woods. Oh, oh hi, I'm Bob. I'm sorry. That's Bob's our joining in the podcast. He'd have to come with us. He'd need his water. Um, that's where it would get scary. So it could be like locally, you know, immediate concerns. Uh, but then if you look bigger, like globally, it could lead to wars. It could lead to um, people Actual dying of war. thirst. Um, and, you know, we fought over resources and water obviously is a pretty important one. So, so who we knows? could fight over water at some point. Water I, wars. I would hope not. I, I talked about this in my, in my class. I think... We've talked a little bit about it. I think we're going to run out of land before we run out of water. We have an- to. Animal agriculture is going to take a step back um, just because it has to. Yeah, there's and no way it can sustain. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but either way, just forget about doomsday, like end of the world stuff. Um, it's just probably better for everyone if we conserve water a little bit. Probably. Um, that conserves energy, and um, it just helps the whole... You know, system, system the community that we live right. in. Because water will regenerate. Like, yeah. It will, you know, recycle itself back into our earth and, you know, be usable again. It just needs some time. And as as I understand the situation is that animal agriculture just uses um, too much water too fast and it doesn't allow it to get back into the system. Yeah. And it's because we have exploded in our level of meat consumption. Right. If we were consuming meat at the level we were back in, in the, the 50s, 50s or 60s, yeah, people were a little bit healthier. Um, the environment didn't suffer as much. And overall, as a society, people, you know, reasonably consumed meat, but it's become more of a, less of a luxury it's and more a luxury. of a... It's not a luxury, it's a staple. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's a subsidized staple by our government too, which, which... is ridiculous. That's going to come up again, but... Well, um, can we talk about what to eat now? Yes. So we always start, we like, I feel like give you a lot of bad news about <laughs> why you should be No, vegans. it's good news. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, but not so much guidance on what to eat. So I just thought, like, people always ask me, what do you eat? What do I eat? I never have an answer because I eat a ton of different food. So I'm just going to go through what we've eaten for the past couple of days because this is we're, uh, we don't spend that much on groceries. Like, I don't know what a lot is, but we're not like crazy spenders in that. And no, I've been, eating vegan is not more expensive. Not super expensive. People ask me that. Oh, it's, it's really expensive to, I'm like, well, what, are you here's, kidding me? here's the thing is that if you go vegan, there's a lot of transitional foods that you can buy, um, that do get expensive, but no, in comparison to meat and dairy, that's probably not that expensive, but like there's, you know, vegan cheeses and vegan butters and mayo and fake meat and all that stuff. And those products can get kind of pricey. But if you do you, those, you just get those to transition into an actual healthy vegan lifestyle. But even so, they're not even that. I mean, people who tell me that are people buying grass-fed beef or people who are buying like lean ground beef right. like that chicken that stuff's expensive Is too it? yeah i don't know i mean you wouldn't know but it's really expensive okay. it's the biggest expense you're gonna right hit in a grocery store well i know when i go to whole foods i spend a lot of money but that's because i'm buying things that aren't necessarily uh necessary those are i buy a lot of transitional foods from whole foods yeah. and i don't necessarily need to 
So I you can cut that out. You don't need extra firm tofu? No, that's not a transitional food <laughs> staple. But anyways, I want to go over what we've been eating the last couple of days. So today's Sunday, uh, Saturday. We didn't go out a lot this weekend. So we'll what do we do? We'll do that tomorrow. Saturday, Saturday morning, let's start it off. I made pancakes. Oh, yeah. Homemade pancakes. I used a flaxseed oil, or not flaxseed oil, but a flaxseed instead of uh, egg. And so there was pancakes, and then we made home fries. Home fries. I woke up smelling delicious home I fries. Had a, yes, I had coffee brewing. Home fr- <coughs> Jesus, yes, man. Yes, Bob okay. loved the homeboys, Bob too. Bob loved them. Um, I had home fries and pancakes. For lunch, there? no, I think it was just home fries and pancakes. Oh, well, yeah, did they me were good. Well. It was delicious. Um, lunch, what did we have for lunch? Do you remember? Sometimes we don't have lunch. What was yeah. yesterday? I'm still trying Saturday. to figure out today. We went, to, we went boating. Yeah, and then uh, we had a snack before we left. We had early oh, dinner. Oh, we had enchiladas. That's right. Uh, we had enchiladas for dinner on Friday night. So if our you put lunch, that on Lisa Beach me. I did. I did. So we had enchiladas, and they were butternut squash enchiladas. They were um, butternut and black bean. Hold on. I'm passing over a baby. They're one of my favorites. Oy. So it was butternut squash, black beans, some onions, um, and then I made a cashew cream with avocados for, like, the sauce of the enchiladas that hits all your requirements of vegetables and carbs and proteins, and they're really good. And I don't even make them, like, regular enchiladas. I make them, like, a lasagna because it's much easier and faster. I have a request, actually, based Why? on that. Uh, sorry. <laughs> my, my mom used to make lasagna, but she would make it, like, two days before we would eat it. Mm-hmm. Like, that gets so much better yes. every Casseroles are day. always good the next day. Yeah, I think we need to... We, you, could maybe at least the day ahead of time okay. when it comes to an enchilada or a lasagna yeah. or a soup or a chili okay, or I'll a mac and cheese. Okay, i the day before. <laughs> this guy. Sure. Anyways, he's been giving me shit about how hot my food has been too, so. Mm. Mm. It's all right. I can mm-hmm. handle it. Anyways, so we had enchiladas that were left over. Those are actually on Um Super easy, super fast, and super cheap. Uh, keep in mind. Uh, then for dinner last night, what did we do? Barbecue, oh, grilled. We grilled out. My parents came over and we did some Beyond Beef burgers. We had some corn, corn on the cob that my neighbor brought over. She gave it to us. She's like the best neighbor in the world. And uh, a mushrooms. cucumber salad. Oh, and some sauteed mushrooms. Yeah. Those Beyond-, Beyond Beef burgers are dank. Yeah. The grilling thing is, you know, I every man loves to grill. Not every, but... I'm a big fan of the charcoal, and I got my Coleman grill, and or you know I like to get get things hot and hang out out there. But uh, vegetables take like three minutes to grill. Yeah. Uh, so these burgers actually they they do the job. We've talked about this before, but don't throw a uh, veggie burger on your grill no. that you bought from. They like, turn the into like section. hockey pucks. Yeah, and then. And if you ever do that, don't give it to anyone who's not a vegan because you're never no. going to win anybody over. But, but if you want to win some people over. Beyond Beef Burgers. Yeah, don't even tell them. No. I think you've lost your uh, ability to grill other things, though, because we had some friends over a couple months ago, and they requi- they brought over beef. Yeah. And you grilled it, and it was like rare as well, they're rare. pussies. Excuse yeah. my French. That's how I ate my meat. Rare. I like the bloody, a little cold mm. in the middle. Oh. 
It's like anything. I think that's why I have tr- I had trouble with some of the veggie burgers because you grow them so much and they get so dried out. They are very dry. But yeah, I, if you overcook chicken or beef or anything, it gets really dry. So you like mm. things juicy. I do. Get it. I All do. right. Anyways, so uh, that was yesterday. Then today... Um, I woke up. This is my new favorite toast. So everyone's in the avocado toast. Heck yeah, avocado toast. I've got a, uh, <laughs> I'm on the up and up of the, the next big thing. Oh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're daring, I like to, I feed uh, my stepson a lot of refried beans because it's something he likes and refried beans are beans and they're healthy. You got to get the vegetarian kind. They're just beans that have been uh, like whipped up, not with like lard in them. Or chunks of pork. Right. So I like to take a piece of toast and put my refried beans on top of that and then put my avocado on top of that and then do the red pepper flake and the salt and pepper and a little red wine vinegar or lime juice, if you will. But that way you get a little extra protein in with your breakfast and Actually, throw some salsa on top of that. Just pile it on like an open-faced sandwich. It was really good. Where was I for this? Yeah, I didn't give you the option I don't of even refried know about beans. This, this I happened gave you, like behind the scenes. Yeah, I gave you an avocado toast, and I made. And then me, around the corner in the kitchen, I was you were eating, eating this. like an amazing meal. Oh my gosh! Sorry, my childhood all over again. Mm-hmm. Anyways, well, good to know. So uh, that was breakfast, and then we actually went out to eat today for breakfast after church. <laughs> we went to mass and then yeah. had breakfast again. Yeah, so and I got some hash browns and they were good. They were delicious. Um, but it was a lot of like just bread and carbs. So I was really craving. We had like supper today, so we had like a really early dinner. Um, so I didn't really hit on much of the lunch. But after eating potatoes and bread and, and refried uh, beans... Peanut butter covered pretzels for lunch. Yeah. So good. Yeah, those are... So vegan. Those are staples. Anyways, for dinner tonight, I made some corn risotto. So like I said before, my neighbor brought over some corn and we had a ton of it. So I made risotto and I guess I can put that recipe out there too, but Uh, risotto is so good. the mushroom or the corn. The corn was a new, awesome... Yeah. Usually I make mushroom risotto... Um, but we had all this extra corn, so I decided to go the corn route. And here's the thing is that corn, well, we live in Ohio and corn is like our specialty around here. The ones that we keep and don't give to cattle. Um, anyways, the, uh, the corn, you don't have to cook it. It's fresh and delicious and amazing. You cut it off of that cob with, you know, a knife in the corner. Kernels are spilling everywhere, but you soak them up. Um, put that right into the the oborio rice without I think that was cooking. The first them. time I've had just raw corn. Raw corn. When you were upstairs, I oh my! Did you just eat it straight up? Yeah, it's so sweet. I've never had it like it's that. It's sweet and like crisp and amazing. Because because was... corn, I'm not gonna lie, corn gets overcooked very fast. Yeah. So when you like, I don't know how we grilled our corn yesterday. Um, on the grill in the husks. Did and it was, make it rare no, enough it for was you? good. It was great. But <laughs> my way of making corn, like if I had a, like a go-to method, it's in, it's boiling it. So you bring, you put the corn in a cold pot and I put like white sugar, probably shouldn't be 
proposing Instead of using, brown sugar? Well, just like sugar, which you shouldn't possibly, you shouldn't try to put extra. This is like in the winter time, you know, if there's not <laughs> fresh corn, you got to make it sweet. But that and lemon juice and bring it up to a boil, boil it for like a minute, turn the heat off, let it sit there. It's delicious every single time, like without fail. But corn is easy to overcook and then it gets chewy and then it gets stuck in your teeth. So yeah. fresh corn though, you get the right corn like nice farmer's market corn just cut it corn i'm used to make enchiladas with creamed corn Uh, so i remember like it's one of the things me and my mother used to share what creamed corn a can of creamed corn (laughs) because everyone thought it was gross i always loved it i could i I didn't eat it like straight up oh so good you know what's funny creamed corn no cream in that weird yeah it's vegan because i've used it in enchiladas i made another enchiladas spinach and creamed corn and it was really good it's a lot of corn in the world yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just was just trying to find gas without ethanol in it for our old two-stroke isn't ethanol corn no but isn't ethanol being outlawed soon i hope so i think it is really not good for engines yeah Um, anyways so corn so i made corn risotto and then, um, I don't know if you've ever had risotto before, but it's not uh, super hard. I think it sounds very fancy, but it's not actually that difficult. And it actually tastes like it's cheesy. So it does. It tricks kids, hence the first James. meal that our son James actually consumed with us. Was uh, mushroom risotto. And I think so he even we, ate he some of the mushrooms. He eat something different because he's like yeah, picky eater. But anyways, yeah, he ate. So, the, the risotto with the mushrooms, and today he slammed on that. He did. He risotto. asked for seconds. He's never asked for it seconds. It just tastes kind of cheesy. What it makes does. it cheesy? What is um, it? I don't even know well, what it is. Well, risotto, when you are, so it's like a special type of rice, and you have to put a little bit of liquid in it at a time, and then you let that liquid um, simmer down and simmer away. So the the rice, the like the gluten of the rice kind of gets broken down, but broken down slowly. So it gets very, very creamy. I don't know how to explain it, but it's it's not that hard to make, and it's delicious. I'm a fan. So we had that, and then we had kale salad. And throughout the day, I had possibly two whole chocolate bars. And well, I, I didn't have my chocolate <laughs> yet today. The kale salad's a staple. We talk about it all the time. It's amazing. It's on Lisa Beach Meat, yeah. YouTube, um, but it's the best thing yeah. ever. And if you and don't like kale... You'll we like kale. Had it like this. And we tried to go get a vegan donut, but we were too late and they were already sold out. It's so I would have eaten a vegan donut, but that wasn't available. Yeah, uh, we'll get one. So I just wanted to give some insight about what we eat. I'm sure that wasn't very, you know, interesting to some people, but um, I to do others get, it probably was. Maybe it was. I just don't know. I get asked, "What do you eat?" And I never know. So that was a rundown of what I ate the past two days. Tomorrow, what's on the meal for tomorrow? Tomorrow I've got a spaghetti squash we have to eat, and I uh, I don't know what else. I think I want to do another, I think I want to do a uh, chickpea curry. Oh, really no, like tomorrow's that, that uh, the vegan pop-up. Oh, that's We're right. We're going to go out to eat All right, at a vegan out to dinner place. tomorrow. We'll, um, uh, we'll make note of that. But anyways, if you want to save water. Don't eat meat. Or, don't eat cheese. Or at least reduce your consumption of it. Take a break. And um, and hit up my website. Go look get up a some water recipes. filter, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Go uh, buy some water for when doomsday happens. Yeah. You can you can DM me. I'll show you the way. You can come to my commune. We're always uh, you know 
looking for feedback, looking for love. Tell us what we're doing and subscribe to the podcast, even if you don't listen to it. Um, we'd appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a good episode. I feel like it was rather informative. Yeah, this has been Lisa Beach Your Meat, and we're going to get on to maybe move towards health or Yeah, let's um, do health. Exercise. Health and exercise, and there's a couple... Uh, vegan bashers that I want to bash Ooh, back. Yes. Yeah. Let's start some wars. I would like to start a war. And you know what I think people. would be a good, um, good like final say in the war of worlds of vegan versus whatevs. Like if someone has beef, huh? That's funny. But if someone <laughs> has an issue with being a vegan, someone has a plant based problem with me. <laughs> if someone has beef with being a vegan, I would like. To just like physically fight them, because then I could just show that I'm more physically fit. You'd have to have like weight classes and stuff, right? Well, but I don't. Girls are girls, you know. Yeah. But like, I would like <laughs> like if someone's like, I think being vegan stupid, and I'm like, really? Let's fight. You want to challenge Lisa to a, a physical fist fight? Fist fight. No, uh, no gloves. No Literally rules like a straight up fist fight. Okay. I feel like that would be the ultimate decider, you know? Oh, you weak vegan. You don't need enough protein. You calcium. I'm going to break your bones. Like, come at me, bro. I bet I you will... that video would get a lot more hits than your kale salad video on YouTube. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, let's call it a day. Uh, it's been real, and uh, we'll be back soon. Right? All right. Yep. Yeah, thanks. Thanks.